Hello and welcome to a podcast of things we are just about to do on the radio, but not by the time you hear them, thanks to the magic of what is literally time travel, but in the correct order that we're normally used to. I mean, you know, living one se- at a rate of one second per second, that's time travel. So maybe get off your high horse, flipping Terminator. Um, so here's what we did on the radio, from your point of view. Actually, no, I'm back. Terminator. If you're like, because you can only send organic tissue through the thing that goes through time, right? That's why they turn up absolutely butt naked. But the inside of the Terminator is not organic tissue. It's a, you know, me- metallic skeleton. But you're allowed to send it because it's encased in, um, uh, you know, skin. So if Carl Reese had got a gun, shoved it up nature's pocket, and then... Anyway, I would have ruined the film, I suppose. That first scene when they arrive at a big ball of blue and then Carl Reese has to go, Hang on! I need your clothes, your keys, and the paper towel. So uh, here's what we did on radio earlier today. How was your weekend? I did a gig somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, it was Kingston, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I did a picture of, uh, of me at the Kingston gig on my social media, on Twitter. I, because, you know, I forget what I look like. And, yeah, look, we, let's let's all admit I've gained some weight, but I didn't realise that I had really not ironed that shirt. I was an absolute state. But then again, most of my jokes these days are about the fact that I've got an, a really young child. So I actually think looking a state adds to the quality of the performance. It's my excuse, and I am sticking to it. Plus, on today's show... Well, I'm still say looking like a state, but you can't tell. And weather is taking a turn for the worse. We'll get details on that. What would happen if zombies attack? The answer may surprise you. I mean, the zombies would surprise you as well, I suppose. Um, I think I've found someone who's ruining Mother's Day. I think the big question is, uh, do you take a bath or a shower? We'll get into that. Well, not in a weird way. Or maybe in a weird way. And Larry's got some entertainment news. All of that still to come. Good news for us about zombies. This show covers a lot of stuff to do with aliens. We've dealt with a Loch Ness Monster recently. There was a time travel episode that we did. I'm sure I've missed one. Oh, AI. We interview AI quite a lot. So it feels nice that we can add to that zombies. The best place in the UK has been ascertained. Yeah, I'm sure you know this already, but let's pretend it's fresh news to you. The best place in the UK to survive a zombie apocalypse has been calculated. And the best place is... Essex, Essex, Essex. I, well, that's good news, isn't it? Um, oh, it's rather just a rural corner of the county. Um, it's well, I mean, it's not that rural, is it? I suppose you've got the the rural bits. Apparently, you'll survive better at. I don't know. I disagree. I think if zombies attack, we'll be absolutely fine here because they'll just get stuck at Gallows Corner. I've got relatively fast reflexes, and I can barely get through it. So a zombie doesn't have a chance. Does it? So they'll all be there just waiting to, like, pull out. Because they'll be driving, obviously, down the A12. They'll be waiting to pull out. But you can't, because absolutely everyone just goes for it. Um, Also, apparently, in the newspapers, it said... uh, It just mentions Gemma Collins. I don't know if that helps us survive. They'll be put off or scared of her ranting, shouting. I don't know. Um, But apparently, if if it were to be like The Last of Us, Essex is the place to live. I think we're helped by the fact that there's that secret nuclear bunker. The one that's so secret, there are actual road signs for it. But they're zombies, aren't they? They're idiots. They can't read road signs. I could say zombies are attracted to brains, so I'll be all right. You know what I mean? No wonder we're doing all right, Danny. Anyway, you take the wins where you get them. 
This news story, we shouldn't care about this, but for some reason I care about this. In the papers, it says older folk prefer a bath to a shower, and they aren't letting the cost of living crisis stop them having their long soak. More than half of the over 40s, a category that I belong to, and older folk jog on newspapers. No, I am old, I get that. Um, more than half of the over 40s choose a bath over a shower each day. Each day. Uh, if you go into parts of Scotland, 66% of people prefer a, sh- a bath to a shower. I mean, like, the obvious debate for the radio show is uh, what's better, a bath or a shower? Where do you stand on that particular debate? I shower every day, most days. Well, as I say, I've got a new kid at home. It's difficult to get in there sometimes. I don't think I've had a bath in the new house. Oh, and I used to have the flat. Oh, I used to love that. I used to light myself some candles. You know, I lived on my own. No one was going to judge me. As long as no one ever found out that I used to have scented candles before a bath, I'll be right. But, where do you stand on this? One argument is that you're in human soup if you're in the bath. You're lying around in your own muck. The shower. <sighs> standing. I'm stood up all day. Well, I'm not, am I? I'm sat down here. But you know what I mean? I'm getting old. I'm over 40. Your thoughts welcome for this important debate. You know that this show likes to bring you a variety of different news. The important news and the entertainment news. So for more on that second category, we can uh, speak to a man who knows what he's talking about. It's my friend Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, good to hear from you. What have you got for us this time? Actor Tom Cruise loves travelling on the London Underground whenever he's in the UK. He says most people don't even notice him. Because he's that small. I don't think so. Maybe. I wonder why he does that. He likes impossible missions, so he must enjoy trying to use the central line when it's busy. So no one ever recognises him? Well, he said in an interview that a 14-year-old girl did once. He said that he had his hat and shades on. She looked at him, and then he put his finger to his lips and went, shh. Okay. And then he said she took a photo of him. Yeah, I don't think she knew that that was Tom Cruise. If a guy in a hat and glasses shushes a young girl, she was taking a photo to send to the police. Oh, yeah. Listen, thank you for the update. We'll talk again soon. Okay, toodles. We're trying to keep an eye on the various shortages. Shortage of the day. Got one. So, look, the food shortage is still happening, apparently. And it's true, because my other half went to the shop and said, oh, they don't have a lot of veg. So, you know, that's that's the level of panic we're in. According to the papers, apples and pears could be the next food to run dry in a salad-starved Britain. This is probably why I've not noticed it myself. Cream eggs are still coming in thick and fast. So. No, because there was an egg shortage before, but cream egg, that's all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy as Larry. He's on the way later. Um, growers have planted only a third of the trees needed to maintain the orchards as they struggle to make a living, with farmers in Kent even digging them up. How very dare you. Uh, the fruit may soon be hard to get hold as, as the other vegetables, the, the cucumbers and the tomatoes. Obviously, uh, Environment Secretary Trees Coffee said, don't worry about getting tomatoes, use turnips instead. And we think we mentioned last week on the show, it still means that you can have a BLT, but the tea is... I'm not in favour of it, swapping tomatoes for turnips, because as a stand-up comedian, if it doesn't go well, when people throw rotten tomatoes, that's one thing, but a rotten turnip, you'll break me leg. Credit where it's due, though, when it comes to this shortage. It wasn't that long ago that all the news was saying people have to face the choice between heating and eating. We don't anymore, do we? Decision's been made for us. 
It's not too long, I suppose, until um, Mother's Day, just around the corner. And I think, well, firstly, it's difficult for me because this will be the first, is this the first Mother's Day when since the young lad's been around? I can't remember now. Either way, he's still not going to go and get the gift himself and the card himself, is it? Yeah, absolute. And yet we have to pretend it's him that's sending her a card. And it'll be one or something. Where's he going to get the money for, for the stamps? I suppose he wouldn't need to post it. Anyway, it's not about that. I found something else that's annoying about Mother's Day. Gordon Ramsay is charging £1,000 for the ultimate Mother's Day meal. The potty mouth chef, 56, has slapped the grand price tag on a gourmet dinner this March 19th. Gordon, you're kind of making me swear like you. What are you doing, man? Because in the old days, if you bought the mother in question some flowers and the card or maybe chocolates, you get away with it. Don't raise the stakes like that, Gordon. There's a cost of living crisis on for the love of... So now, if you get something and it's not a grand's worth of dinner, and this mum in question has read this news story, she'll be like, oh, oh no, that's great, but where's my thousand pounds dinner? I, I found a way around it. What you do is you write an IOU for a dinner worth a thousand pounds and wait because with the rate of inflation it won't be long until that's a meal deal so here's a new story i've been promising we'd be chatting about this because in the last hour previously i read out the actual weather it's going to be a bit rainy but here's the tabloid version winter will last an extra month as a thousand mile wide polar plunge chills spring with snow ice and freezing conditions i always presume that's how newspapers are written in that kind of voice you know what i mean so apparently snow flurries, sounds tasty, threaten the south uh, by Wednesday. With a chilly week before a northerly and easterly wind hits in the weekend. And then staying for much of March. Oh. On the plus side, it does mean you, know, like, you can leave food outside and it won't go off. Save your electricity, just turn your fridge off and put everything on the doorstep. There you go. BBC Weather has warned of snow ahead of to lower levels, including parts of the east. Oh, no. No, because as much as it should be fine, it's not, is it? Because this nation, other nations, get snowed on constantly, 24-7, all the time. They have skiing and things. We get three snowflakes land on the M11, and that's it. The rest of the afternoon's just going, delays. Uh, we were talking about baths versus showers. If you're over 40, apparently like a bath. Young people that even know they're born. Stood up all the time. Well, you've got the energy, haven't you? So I was asking for, you know, the heated debate about whether it's uh, better to have a bath or a shower. And so far, Mike's got the best comment. It doesn't really answer the question, but he says, um, I prefer a shower because I like to take a wee in the shower. My wife hates it. She says I should wait for her to get out first. Okay. So, podcast done. Thank you very much for this. You can download... There was another story that we didn't touch, actually. What's this one? A two 2,400-year-old year, flushable toilet believed to be the world's oldest, was unearthed in the ruins uh, in a palace in China. The police looking into it? No, that's not the right one, is it? it has got to be something in there. Nothing to go on. No, that's not quite right because it's found. Anyway, um, so you're up to date. Honestly, this podcast, we literally talk any old... Ah, that's the joke we're after. Subscribe to wherever you found this. Tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. And until next time, bye.